0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening
1: live. Good evening. It's Wednesday, it's 10 o'clock, and it's time for the Late Late Chat Show with me, Toby Payne Cook, and my excellent friend, Mr Ed Finch. It's not a school night, peeps, so hopefully some of you are listening live this week as we bring you our much-anticipated Christmas special, currently number 1,367 in the Radio Times. Things not to miss this Christmas. This is Teachers Talk
0: Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio.
1: Hello, Ed. I think you might be on mute. Are you going to step in? Hello, my friend. Step in where? Step into Christmas. Step christmas, christmas. Is it, yeah, christmas. it is well we are we are the last teachers talk radio show of mm. um well not the last one of december but with the last one before christmas so as far as i'm concerned this is now the teachers talk radio christmas special with toby painkirk and ed finch <laughs> so um have you always wanted to host a christmas special do you know
2: what i, I Haven't. I'm going to say I haven't, but I was uh, recalling a very Christmassy story with my son earlier today, and it was one of those stories that would be best told on on a late night talk show radio thing. And It suddenly made me feel like maybe this was something I've been building up to my whole life. I don't know if that's uh, setting it a little bit too high in the first two minutes of the show, but (laughs) but you know what? It's this time of year an awful lot of people are... They're sitting up a little bit later than they would do, aren't they? With maybe with a glass of whiskey or a glass of port, and they want a bit of company, don't they? And hopefully, they'd like somebody with a gravelly voice, a,
1: a like a, whisk, a whispering,
2: whispering Bob, whispering. Bob Harris. We want, isn't it?
1: Yes, um, I've also, Yes. T- I've also said Christmas shows, Morcom and Wise Christmas show. <laughs> um, I think um we're we're not quite more Wise, but I think fin- Finch and what Cook. Mean? I might have to um um, and we haven't gotten an Angela Rippon or an Andre Previn, but um. You're not uh,
2: thinking uh, Peter Cook and Dudley
1: Moore. That's, that's oh, oh Derek and Clive. I think I think we're not we're not past the Derek and Clive watershed quite yet. are we, we? Not. Um, I don't
2: think there is a watershed for that.
1: Smashy and noisy. I think, <laughs> um, I don't think we noisy. get away with that. People are so, very so,
2: kind to us so far, but I think if we did the bit about the toilet roll, I think we'll go, all bets would be off, wouldn't they?
1: Or yes, um, what is it? There was a man standing on a fifth story window. Anyway, we won't go any further. Uh, but yes, Smashy and Nicey, Joe, Joe has called her Smashy and Nicey. And on the subject of Smashy and Nicey, she may not have tuned in yet, but we've been, had our first request for our first shout-out. Um, Cassie Young, <laughs> who is driving to Newcastle at the moment, so she won't be in Podbeam, but she might be listening via Teachers Talk Radio with her um, husband um, and, and daughter, maybe Rita. So shout-out for Cassie Young, modern Cassie, on the way to Newcastle. Hello. Um, and well, hello. Well, thank- a, so, you
2: know, she lives at the wrong end of the country, not is she because she lives up, I believe she's a Hastings
1: Hastings, Hastings, Hastings lass. lass yes a indeed from
2: Hastings to Newcastle. It is it's 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 it's, it's, it's a, long it's, a
1: drive. it's a long drive, yes. And um, it's a different world up there in comparison to down there. Um anyway um right I'm gonna I'm being gonna be careful with time this week mm. and careful with our plans for the week. I, just before we go into um our first feature I'm just gonna mention that later in the show towards the end of the show we will be doing question of the week and the um which is a discussion based on what is the best part of christmas day so those of you um listening online um please do listening via Podbeam, and um, please do have a think about that and um and we can you can contribute to that discussion um via the chat later in the show mm-hmm. um I haven't listened. So how you how have you been feeling? We've got just, I'm just going to stick with the times very precisely yeah, this week. Stick with times. So, so, I've, been
2: so I've, been, I've been feeling a lot more relaxed since I finished school. I can tell you. I'm one of the lucky ones who finished last Friday. Now, I think people who listened last week will know that Toby effectively finished. I finished like in 2021,
1: 20, Um, in January. Yeah. I finished in January.
2: Yeah, no. I finished last Friday and I've been feeling a great deal more relaxed since then. Uh, but I know that a lot of colleagues didn't finish until today. It was it was surprisingly large numbers of people were t- absolutely.
1: I know, yeah, and yeah. particularly in Scotland, I think is that right? I think yeah. so, sc- guys.
2: Um, if you finish today and you're listening, just like huge solidarity to you, my work absolutely my huge solidarity. Graham down in the Isle of Wight, they finished today, so it's not just Scotland. You know, I think it's quite a few schools. Somebody must have had a meeting and thought that looked like a good idea, mustn't they? Oh yeah, we'll push it right through to the 22nd, so we have a little bit new and more in the new year. But um, yeah, well done. If you kept going, you guys must be crawling. In fact, I shouldn't think as many of them are still awake. But
1: no, maybe not. Maybe not. I'll raise a glass to you now. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Raise a glass. And and I think um, I would just like to say yes. So what have I done in my in my wine? Well, I've I've had Christmas already with my kids. Mm -hmm. So I've hosted Dad Christmas. They were with me in various dribs and drabs from Sunday through to. Uh, lunchtime today, and so that was lovely. So we had our kind of Christmas roast yesterday, um, and then I'm off via half-brother to my sister um, the next day. Okay. Um, and right, Ed, have you got your ukulele this week? Got a ukulele for you right here. Yeah, um, yeah. Last week, um, so uh, hello, hello, Charlie. Hello, uh, Kate. Hello, Joe. Hello, Cassie. Hello, I think those are the names I recognise. Anyway, um, so Ed's going to play some ukulele Christmas carols to kick us off um, and get us in the festive spirit. Um, uh, your your choice, Ed, with what you God what you play you. us.
2: Um, do you know what? So we uh, I shared this on the Twitter earlier in the week. It absolutely blew my socks off. It's a beautiful performance by uh, an artist I've not come across before who goes under the name of Egg. Um, but it's, uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. We're going to risk doing this. with you. it may be still in copyright. We don't really know, to be honest with you, but we're going to risk it. Who's going to sue us this time of year? Um, did you know, have yourself a little merry little Christmas? You, well, you know it from the film, uh, Meet Me at St. Louis, Julie Garland. But the words that she sang in the, in the movie are not the words that were first written. Um, the guys who wrote it wrote this really beautiful downbeat song and then obviously were told by the producers, no, 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 it has to be a bit more cheerful for the... Uh, the movie. So I just thought I'd just really simply strum you through the original lyrics of the song, which I think are stunning. So here we go in my grinner. Now I'm being very quiet because my son and my sister and her husband are all asleep upstairs. So it's going to be a very uh, whispery, quiet sort of a okay. thing. Okay, hope that's all right with you.
3: Have yourself a merry little christmas it may be your last next year we may all be living in the past have yourself a merry little christmas pop that champagne cork Next year we may all be living in New York No good times like the olden days, empty golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us no more But at last we will all be together, if the Lord allows. From now on we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now.
2: Have oh, like a merry little Christmas. Isn't that a melancholy little song, but so
1: beautiful? That was lovely. Hello and good evening to Noreen, who has joined us just in time to catch your sweet, sweet voice and beautiful <laughs> playing there, Ed. And I think your family are still asleep upstairs. Um, so um, that was lovely. Right. I'm just thinking we ought to move on to yeah. the first audio effect of the evening. Not my audio effect. Here we are. Tweet of the week. Um, this has been a week of tweets, hasn't it? Mm. I've got so many in my bookmarks. Uh, have you actually chosen a tweet of the week, Ed?
2: What I have, and it's a very self-serving one, but it's one that will—I'm sure—you'll allow me, as it is Christmas.
1: Yes, I will allow you. Okay. Are you going to let me go first, or are you going
2: to do one of yours and then let me do one of mine?
1: Um you go first. This is Tweet of the Week because Ed, Ed has the veto, but I'm going to have to spool <laughs> through a few of the funny things that I've bookmarked because I haven't made a decision. Um, but go on, let, let's, let's have Ed's Tweet I'll, of the I'll, Week. So
2: I'll tell you what i want to do. I want to share a, a little call out for a bit of fundraising. Um, I think a lot of the people listening to this show probably know Ruth Swales and a lot of them probably have run into her husband Pete at one event or another. Two of the loveliest people in all the yes, world, yes. and um, I you know I do. I love Ruth very, very much. Loved Pete as well. And um, Pete had bad news. The family had bad news earlier this year, and he was told he got some some cancers that have wandered around his body and taken up residence in various places You do not really don't want them. And he was, we 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 were none of us expecting that Pete was going to see the end of October. If I'm honest. Uh, he's uh, due to amazing palliative care, amazing care from his local hospital, and from brilliant care from Ashgate Hospice. Pete is still with us, and he's going to see this Christmas. And that is as close to a miracle as a humanist like me is prepared to admit. It is amazing. Um, he uh, Pete actually managed to have a so, Pete's a potter by trade, he was a teacher and he gave it up to go pottering for the time. and. Um, He had a sale last weekend of amazing things he's made. I managed to snag myself a teapot, Um, but he kept one beautiful jar back—a beautiful jar with a with a dragon on the lid. And what we're doing is we're asking people to give donations to Ashgate Hospice um, through a Just Giving link. And everybody who donates, whether you donate a penny or a pound or five pounds or whatever whatever you've got or ten, you know, whatever you donate. We're going to put all those names in a hat, pick a name out and somebody's going to win that beautiful, beautiful pot he's made. So if you look on my timeline or you look on Ruth's timeline, or even if you look on the timeline for Ashgate Hospice, which is at Ashgate underscore hospice, you'll find a link to do some giving. And um, we set that up about what four hours ago and uh, we're cruising towards £2,000 just now. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked at it in the last um, 20 minutes or so, but it was cruising that way. I'll have a look in a bit. And, I would just love to see that number go up. So if anybody is listening right now, yes, yeah, on £1,458 right now, I'd love to see that number go up. Um, Ruth is a tremendous person who's just done wonderful things for the profession and for me personally as well, great friend. Uh, and it's a little vote yeah. to say thank you and well done to her. That's that's my tweet of the week. Um, I think that's I'll retweet excellent. it right now so it's at the top of my timeline. Retweet
1: it so it's at the top of your timeline and Ed will find that. I think I that's um Fantastic. I think it's a tough time of year. I think we're, you know, I I can be a little irreverent and and I think we're being, you know, a little bit, you know, I can have a little bit of fun, um, lighthearted, not really talking about teaching much tonight. but I think I think we must acknowledge, as we are calling this a Christmas show, that it's a time of year that is meant to be fun and meant to be happy and meant to be um, family orientated. But it can also be a really, really, really tough time of the year for um, Noreen sent something um, with some some cards um, written by child bereaved children. Um, as well Um, and um, that was that was uh, I think that needs to mention that there are a lot of families suffering from grief at this time of year it's a tough time of year to be grieving um, uh, particularly if you're a child who's recently lost a parent um, um, or even worse I suppose a parent who's lost a child Um, and and so let's 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 think of all those people the people who are kind of uh, perhaps not and then and then also the people who have no money and the people who are very lonely and very sad and and maybe through their COVID fears or their COVID positive tests um for another year can't can't be together for for, for whatever reason as well. So um yeah, let's think of think of those less fortunate than than um many others um, at this time of year. Um, but um, we've still got a few more minutes to talk about tweets of the Week, so let's just spool through some mm-hmm. stuff. As we've got Charlie online, um, the wonderful MX Charlier, I don't know how you pronounce her Twitter handle, who is a – well, she's a teacher of many things, Charlie. She's, te- she's, she's teaching GCSE astronomy, but um, physics and chemistry and GCSE and A-level physics. I think she was revising some um, – Electricity for teaching in in uh, whatever year. Anyway, so I'm just going to go to my bookmarks and a couple of things. I quite liked James Duran's comment three days ago about PenGate. There's been so much stuff about PenGate mm-hmm. um, and pens, but I quite liked his, his wisdom here. While it may seem hilariously petty that teachers have been arguing about pens... In inverted commas that's not really what they've been doing of course it's been about differences in the construction of roles and relationships it's fundamental stuff that's why it's so emotive and so fascinating and I I think that's that's true when we argue uh you know and and there's a lot of family arguments at Christmas a lot of awkward family moments as well it's not always a barrel of laughs. you know, adapting to different family members, brothers in laws, sisters in laws, daughters in laws, sons in laws, mothers in laws, fathers in laws, and all those awkward uncles and bigoted aunts and la 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 la. Um, so um, I think, but we're often arguing about values underneath the surface argument, aren't we? And I think that's, mm. that's a good observation by by James. Um,
2: that's true. Th- mean, um, you come from very different standpoints as well, don't we? I think Those of us who work in primary education. Mm. Most of us are asking children, please not bring in the pens and the pencils and the big fluffy pencil cases. We yes, and twenty yeah,
1: loads of smiggle and tink. Oh, we don't need that in our classrooms, do scary. we?
2: Very. You know, one of the first things I did when I took over, honestly, it sounds like a little thing, but it was big. Uh, one of the first things I did when I took over the leadership at the school that I lead down here in Devon was I, I said to the teachers, why have they got all this stuff on the desk? All this stuff? I said, well, they bring it in from home. I said, well, let's ban it. They said, can we? I said, yes, we can. That's in our power. You know, it makes sense to us just to say, no, no, we will give you a pencil. We will give you a pen. And you do not need to bring in these, uh, you know, wealthy children bringing in huge, great bags of gel pens. And the kids who haven't got so much feeling a bit embarrassed that they can't. You know, we got rid of that problem. So for us, we would much rather give them a pen and a pencil. Because that is good behaviour management for what we're trying to achieve, you know. So I think you've got to look at context. It's not just about primary and secondary. There may well be secondary schools who are doing the same, making the same choices, and say, you know, what well, we'd rather put a pencil on the table than have a whole lot of fuss about it. You know? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely,
1: sure. I'm sort of in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, I have a stash of pens and pencils, but um, it's it's quite astonishing. Yeah, it's interesting, interesting one. But I don't, I don't think we want to get into pen, pen oh, gate no, too no, much. No. It's been done to death. Um, I, um, Cassie is listening she, she's she's replied yeah, on she, twitter to, and she said thanks for the shout out she's also said you're very quiet on your mic um, me or her uh, me. you you me. well she, she, she. i'm i'm always too loud so so you oh, just need wow. to basically shove your mi- microphone down oh, into your larynx swallowing. i think i'll
2: oh, uh, it's right literally in my mouth oh that's that so
1: good oh yes is that better yeah that's much better oh, it's a bit, obviously yeah, it's again. picking up sounds of your sort of you know mouth movements as well as your actual words nasty clicky sounds yeah bookmarks what well, there's a couple more things i wanted to mention mm-hmm. um for, I mean, that's what i was saying and i've got charlie's twitter handle wrong she's mux mx as in miss or mrs charlie r sorry i i, I didn't realize that we're going to go for a walk aren't we on the coast sometime soon um as we really do need to meet and drink cider um anyway i'm just you wrote a poem um, Ed, because someone said that poems weren't wasn't proper writing. And I and I'm not going to say the swear word. So I liked this from you, my dearest, loving auntie. Take a closer look. What is this thing with pages? Perchance a something book? Um, yes, um, that that made me laugh. Um, I was on about Gary Barlow and my dislike of Gary Barlow, and there was some nice <laughs> that made me laugh. No, I was a
2: dislike yes. I share, but it was, it, it was a red rag to. Sell
3: it was a red away. rag
1: to some people. Yes, it was it a red was. rag to some people, and um, the speed in which we moved from Gary Barlow to large throbbing organs is somewhat wor- worrying um i was talking about church music and and Mm. and stuff i think anyway um, there was some going further back chemistry that's right i've been following day 17 of chemistry advent from compound interest which is a good if you're if you're a science teacher um then it's quite good follow compound interest um and they, um Day 17 of Chem Advent was another fiery fes- festive trick for which you only need a candle. And it was talking about, here's a fun trick for the Christmas dinner table. If you blow out a candle, then hold a lit match in the smoke trail coming off the extinguished flame the candle will relight the smoke trail mm. is actually wax vapor and putting a lit match into it simply relights the fuel giving the illusion of the flame jumping back down to the candle wick lovely it
2: is there we go effect that one yeah
1: yes okay um do we need another sound effect gosh i'm running right on time ed so um that's <laughs> i will um, do my other favorite tweet of the week then no. Oh, go on then. Do you, no, no, no. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because I okay. think we can cut short some well, other well, bits. Do it really quickly. But uh, my, uh,
2: do you know Coral Rumble? She's a poet, and she's a real poet. You know, there's a lot of people making money in children's poetry. And some of them are real poets, and some of them are people who can make things scan. Now, listen, both of them have a place. But this is a brilliant. One. This is about um, a poem about her granddad that she's tweeted. If you want to find her. She's at Rumble Coral. Her books are fantastic. She's got her verse novel, which I love very much. Anyway, it's called Grandad's Shed, and it's about going in Grandad's Shed. I wonder if you had a granddad with a shed like this. <laughs> in Grandad's Shed are tools that bang and nails that shine and tins that clang. In Grandad's Shed are drills that harm a mug of tea, some biscuit crumbs. In Grandad's Shed are a spade and a fork and some sacks of seed and a bottle cork. In Grandad's shed are balls of string and boxes full of secret things. In Grandad's shed are dusty boots and broken things, a horn that toots. In Grandad's shed is his old, old bike, I can sit on the saddle whenever I like. In Grandad's shed we stay a while and talk and talk and smile and smile.
1: I oh. Ed, you're, you 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 find some brilliant tweets. You're you're actually very good at following lots of people outside of 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 the EdU Twitter sort of sphere and writers yeah, and poets it. and stuff. And Otherwise and that drive you insane, would not it? Well, it does it drive you insane. It. Yeah. it does drive you insane. And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention one other thing. I think um, Sam Friedman's been very um, informative and learned on Twitter. Um, throughout most of the year i think he was very ill a few few, few several months ago about a year ago but um mm-hmm. he's but he he wrote i i do find the, one of the problems with, with Twitter is is that people comment on things that they don't know much about and I do it all the time, we all do it and, and we forward things and we quote, tweet things and, and we, you know it, it all sort of gets inflammatory and, and of course the COVID thing and the sensitivity around schools and lockdowns and Omicron and, and, and stuff and, and, you know, I, I could swing, I'll be totally honest, I swing both ways, you know, I think that, that sometimes, you know, we've just got to sort of relax and learn to live with this thing and, 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 and accept that, you know, uh, we can't live in perpetual fear of, of something that can be very serious. But then the other side of things, you know, I think if public health England or sage scientists are recommending something then we do need to take it seriously and we need to kind of do as we told and so but sam's tweet was about everyone i cannot just cannot bear these endless debates where one person says lockdown is good because it protects health and another says it's bad because of impact on education or mental health etc mm-hmm. clearly it's a trade off there are bad aspects to both sides of the trade off and i think that's it we sort of lack nuance in some of these sort of twitter opinions don't we i yeah, suppose so and sam um,
2: is one of the brightest men
1: he's very world. bright yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm and sure. Sam, he's a legend according to Noreen as well, yes. I think he he's he, oh, hes someone star. who he catches that. my attention.
2: He is like an Adonis. I don't know if you've met him. He <laughs> makes your heart flutter a little when you oh. see that man.
1: Okay, sound effect time. The three most. So, for a few minutes, Ed, I'm going mm. to ask you and I'm going to share mine after the news. Um, We're going to (laughs) just think about Christmas and Christmas presents. And I think there was a discussion on Twitter Spaces yesterday about best presents from from teachers at school, but we're not not linking this to school. What are the three best Christmas presents you've ever had?
2: Okay, listen, the best Christmas present I ever had was um, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. <laughs> Without any question at all? That's the best. Best. It had an LED, it had a button on the back. You could push it, and an LED on the front lit up red, and it made this sound that went. It was immense, and I had the I had the Darth Vader figure to see inside it, and everything. It was the best present I've ever received, and I, you know, I'm unlikely ever to receive a better one. To be honest with you, bottles of <laughs> wine, books, the lot. It doesn't matter. It's not going to come close, is it? Really? No. How old must I have been? I yes. How old were been. you? I don't know. I, I reckon I was probably, you know.
1: The only Star way. Wars film I went to see at the cinema was The Empire Strikes Back, which was 1981. Mm. I'm not really a fan of Star Wars, not really a fan of all that sort of stuff. I know that there are some people listening live who are a fan of that sort of stuff. We but... are
2: of an age, aren't we, I think, pretty yeah. much. I'm, I think I'm a few months ahead of you, but not very many. Yeah. I'm an absolute... not as a, you know, I'm not one of these uh, rabid people. I don't have a Star Wars T-shirt. I don't have a Star Wars uh, pillowcase. Of course I don't. I have Moomin pillowcases. I'm sure you know that. <laughs> but... But at the time, I was absolutely sold for it. Um, I saw Empire Strikes Back, I think I saw six or seven times. Bullied my elder siblings wow. and my mother to take me to see it. I saw um, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. I saw it in the Empire Leicester Square for my birthday treat. Honestly, I wonder how old I was. I would have to do the maths and find out. But uh, yeah, no, I was sold on it. And I, had all I did
1: watch them all prequels. again as a dad with, with Ollie when he was young, all, all on DVD. I've not, um, I have
2: not yet seen the, the three prequels. The uh, the attack of the clones and all that business. I just could not bear it. Uh, I have seen the three sequels, which I think are pretty good. Actually, I like them. Uh, but you know, I'm just
1: I'm, I'm listening to you, Ed. I'm listening to you, yeah. but I'm laughing at at um, Charlie Richards forgiving this lack of sci-fi love just once, um, and Joe. <laughs> saying the latest Moomin Valley episode is out now, by the way. So, um, I've you not know, seen she Moomin loves Values. the movie. That's on
2: Sky, isn't it? And I've not, I've not seen that, but it's got an <laughs> immense cut. It's got a fantastic. If you look at the voice cast for that uh, Moomin Valley project, it's just, it's just <laughs> It's got um, what's on Will self in it. And, and really, people you wouldn't have maybe thought of doing brilliant. I, I mean, I'm such a Moomin Valley. We, we'll get on to that another time, I'm sure. But, you know, that tie fight. Anyway, the point, I tell that story because on the second day, i had it i put it together wrong and it never
1: worked again oh it's... you only enjoyed it for one day
2: yeah no i, I had to um try and sell it <laughs> put put the, you know the wingy bits on a tie fighter the side bits they only went in one way but that wasn't very clearly signaled in the and the thing and i put it on the wrong way and, and broke it just had to tape it on which that's did, like uh, sort of scale electrics never mind other great Christmas presents? Of course, it's mostly books, isn't it, when you're an adult? Yeah, go on, but you
1: might go on, mention a book, choose a book that's been I'll important. You, well,
2: listen, I've, got a, I've got a Christmas present, I'm going to, I don't know if I'll read you one, but I got a Christmas present, I got a book uh, called Odes by the poet Sharon Olds. I don't know if you come across Sharon Olds. No. And I got that from a dear friend a couple of days ago, and I spent most of the day travelling up from Devon to Oxford on the train, reading Sharon Olds Odes. My goodness, people. I don't know, it, <sighs> I don't know who the listenership I don't know if the listenership are into poetry or if they are an awful lot of people carrying character- poetry that they loved as children or that they were introduced to uh, you know as in A levels and things. And I just think, keep up with the stuff that's being published, people, because my goodness, there's good stuff coming out. I could do a I could do a weekly recommendation of poetry books, but Sharon Old's odes. I've just loved it so much today, so I'm going to put that on my list because it's one that sprung to mind. What have you got then? What's your favourites?
1: Well, I'll, I'll I'll chat about mine after when we come back after the next section. So so um I think I think we'll do it that way round um uh-huh. because I think we need a bit of variety, a little bit of you know it's it's a Christmas special you know not get too deep into stuff. So um you've shared a few Christmasy things. It's time I think. Maybe for a little bit more ukulele before we go oh, well, to the never ending well, so advert end, news what was and I tech. I was thinking, I was
2: so let's just see. Okay, look. Um, do you know what one that I love very much is? Yeah, a little town of Bethlehem. I like that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, I normally play it on the squeeze box. A, my squeeze box is in Devon, and B, like I mentioned a little earlier, I've got my sister and her uh, Husband and my son sleeping upstairs. so I'm definitely not getting the squeeze box out. But let's see if I can have a little oh, little town of Bethlehem. And I, I just like to think that all our all our
1: listeners—five <laughs> of them, <laughs> eight of them—what? Might... How many? We got we got eight listeners. People, we we've know, had seventeen different go. people dip in and dip out. And but there oh, no, would I be see. there would be people listening via the um, internet as well, not not just via Podbean. And I don't know how many. I reckon there'd be thousands on there.
2: Alright right, well, listen, I'm going to have a go at O Little Town of Bethlehem. And if there's thousands of people out there, then I'm sure that we'll be able to join together in gentle song and lift each other's spirits. So let's see if I can possibly manage this. O
3: Little Town of Bethlehem How still we see thee life Love thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight.
2: Do you want the second verse or is that enough? now
1: yeah, go on, go on. O
3: Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above While mortals sleep the angels keep their watch of wandering love O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth And praises sing to God, the King, and peace to men on earth.
1: Thank you, Ed. Um, That was lovely. Oh, hang on. I haven't done any sound. I will do some. Oh, no, I will do. I will do. Where is it gone? I've missed the moment now, really. Oh, it's gone. There it is. Oh, there we go. Really delayed, but, oh, go. <laughs> yeah, everyone was at the bar when he finished playing, and then they then they came back. <laughs> so, I am now um, going to play a sequence of pre-recorded adverts, news and a tech update it's going to last nearly seven minutes everybody so i don't want i don't want the national grid to be kind of blown with you all going to make a cup of tea and your kettle's going on boil but you know just be careful with that that electricity surge everyone um And I would just say, whilst that's happening, those of you who are on Podbean can be thinking about your answers, general answers, not specific um, answers to what's your best part of Christmas Day. So type in the chat whilst you're listening to the news and the advert, um, what's your best part of Christmas Day and why? Okay, here we go with these things. We'll be back um, chatting to you very soon. Don't leave us, please. Thank you very much.
4: Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In
5: Scotland, the SSTA Union is calling for a delayed opening for schools after the Christmas holidays because of the Omicron variant. Seamus Searson, General Secretary of the Scottish Secondary Teachers Association said, If the numbers keep going up, and it looks like that is going to be the case for some time to come, then we are not going to be in a fit state to reopen schools as normal in January. We're already hearing of schools that are not fully staffed and parents are keeping their kids off to ensure they don't catch Covid in the run up to Christmas. The idea that we need to keep schools open at all costs just doesn't add up. Delaying the start of the new term would give teachers more time to prepare for mitigation measures. A Scottish Government spokesman said the Scottish Government is not considering school closures. As the First Minister has made clear, protecting the education of children and young people remains a top priority. In England, a teaching union has warned of a perfect storm of Omicron-related absences. Following Nadeem Sahawi's letter to school leaders urging them to encourage ex-teachers back to the classroom. General Secretary of the NAS UWT, Dr Patrick Roach said, far more action is needed to improve the current market for supply teachers, which is nothing short of a national scandal. The government must address the delays with the DBS clearances and meet the costs of DBS certification so those teachers who do return to the profession are not left paying the bill. Dr Roach said that without guarantees from the government on teachers' pay and working conditions, the teaching supply crisis will continue for some time to come. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods,
6: your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This week we're going to look at one of the simplest, freely available, yet least used browser technologies the Reader View. Chrome versus Edge, let the battle commence. On screen one, I have Microsoft Edge, weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. On screen two, I have Google Chrome, also weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. Round one, opening reader view. On the Edge browser, the immersive reader feature is built in and can be activated by a button on the address bar by typing read followed by a colon in front of a URL and also you can simply press F9. Before you can open reader view in Chrome, you have to install it as an extension. It's free and not difficult. Once installed, you'll find it in extensions located to the right of the address bar. One point to Immersive Reader. Round two, Features. Both come out fighting with the Read Aloud feature that allows the user to adjust the read speed, skip forward and back, and change the voice that is reading. They both also highlight the word being read. Chrome Reader has a volume control, which is a nice touch if not using headphones. One point, Chrome Reader. Round three, Readability. A big feature for reader views is the ability to change the formatting to suit the user. Both allow easy changing of font size, font, and text width on the screen. But they differ in background colour features. Here is where Immersive Reader offers quite a bit more. Chrome Reader offers 8 background contrast colours, 4 light and 4 dark. Immersive Reader provides 23 background options, green, pink, yellow, and blue included, allowing pupils with visual needs to find a comfortable colour. One point, Immersive Reader. Round four, editing. Chrome Reader features a design mode. This allows you to highlight text and make changes. Quite useful if wanting to pick out key points to return to. Immersive Reader does not have this feature. One Point Chrome Reader, round five, extra features. Immersive Reader has a grammar feature, allowing words to be split into syllables. You can highlight nouns, verbs, adjectives and adverbs by flicking switches. This feature is not offered on Chrome Reader. One Point Immersive Reader. Immersive Reader also offers reading preferences, featuring line focus of five, three or one line, blocking out the rest of the page, There's a picture dictionary, allowing some words to change the pointer to a magic wand that reveals a picture depicting it. Also, there's a translation feature, allowing partial or full translation of a page into 88 different languages at the click of a button. Chrome Reader does not offer these features. However, other free products, such as Google Translate, could be used. Immersive Reader takes the point because you don't need to leave the page. Final score! Winning with four points to two after a blistering final round is Microsoft Immersive Reader. But let's face it, most people don't know these things exist. If you were one of them, please do something about it. See if these features are installed in your school, and if not, request they are. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute
0: Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: It's Christmas! We're back! The Three Most, Part Two. Hello Ed you're still there hey, hey. So, hi, hi. so so
2: we're on your three best christmas three best christmas presents
1: yeah I'll do it very quickly I think because there's quite a few things to get through with question on, of the then. week and Locking a bit more park, you can you. so I'm going to go back to when I was 10 in 1982 and I was a very spoiling present but a very influential present so remember I was a terribly terribly posh young boy and I went to a very lovely local prep school and um it had its own art room and it also had a dark room and there was a photography club and so I got my first SLR camera a, a practica. I think they were East German at the time um in 1982 um and uh yeah so I started playing with films and taking photographs black and white photographs and developing my own photographs and it, at school in the dark room when I was about 10 or 11 years old and it was just i mean it was supposed to be a request and and um but it was kind of the most expensive and most special present that i remember in my in my pre-adolescent childhood and um yeah pretty important i think because i spoke about this in the week our first week's show when you weren't feeling very well mm-hmm. um, and i wasn't particularly influenced by science teachers or science at school but i was really intrigued by the the chemicals in the dark room and the the photographic lab and all the the smell of the fixer and 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 all that sort of stuff so so that was that was that was very important um i could go off on one about photography um and how um kodak was one of the largest chemical companies in the world and then it died because it didn't adapt to the digital Mm -hmm. age and all that sort of stuff anyway um Another present. Now, this is important. This is relevant to you, Ed. So we're going to fast forward to 1996, which I think was my best young adult Christmas. So I was 24 and my sister was 22. Dad had been dead for probably eight years by that stage. It was probably just my mum, my sister and I. I was probably, yes probably in my second year of of graduate job. Um, So one of those nice sort of family Christmases went back home. I think I still took my separate stereo system and played Sonic Youth and the Pixies um, very, very loud in my bedroom to annoy my sister and mother. But my present was a book from the bookshop that we've been into, which is no longer a bookshop, in Torrington ourselves, in Great Torrington in North Devon. It's now a sort of, Antiquity shop, but it used to be called the Mole and Haggis Bookshop. And my mother used to get me a lot of books there. And it's a book called "A Corner of England: North Devon Landscapes and People" by James Revillius, who's a photographer, the son of Eric Revillius, the the yeah. artist. And it's just a lovely book of just beautiful pastoral rural scenes yeah. of sort of sheep grazing under old trees and mangled old sort of oaks and beeches and things and um, discarded agricultural implements in fields and sort of snow and haymaking and and straw making. And, and most of the photographs are from the 70s and 80s, so the tractors were a lot smaller. Um, and it just depicts sort of rural life um, in that sort of bucolic sort of sense that I grew up in. And I think that might even be my Desert Island book because... You know, obviously, words are very important, but you know, you get to read Shakespeare and the Bible, and and you know, I think Mm. you can only read any written book so many times. So, I think something that's more evocative of one's childhood. It's
2: magical, doesn't he, James Ravillius? It's funny because his, you know, his uh, his dad. I think we associate with the chalk, don't we, with the chalk over on the other side of the country. Yes, absolutely. He absolutely owns that North Devon, and yeah wrinkly farmers carrying pails in and out of sheds and stuff it's it's like it's, it looks like it belongs to about four or five decades earlier than
3: it
1: really yes. is
2: don't you think it looks like it looks like the eighteen eighties absolutely oh no, I love those photographs, and I think that's that's an excellent choice It would have spoken to me very deeply as a young person i think that that book. yeah.
1: Um, And I don't want to get too deep into my third choice, um, but i might just mention this because I didn't get to mention We were talking about books to give people for Christmas last week, um, and I didn't get to mention this one. Um, And this was a request, but my sister bought it for me, um, and it's only five years ago. So it's another book, Siri Hustvedt the writer author who's also a bit of philosopher really into sort of psychology and neuroscience and she published a book she's just published another book of essays which I have requested for Christmas this year um as well um and it's called a woman looking at men looking at women essays on art sex and the mind and I particularly like it at the beginning because She writes it about in her introduction um, about in 1959 about C.P. Snow, an English physicist and turned popular novelist, gave the annual Reed Lecture in the Senate, blah, 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 blah. But there's a couple of sections. He's, He's really talking about, you know, the sort of difference between sciences and the arts. And there's a couple of Best passages. Um, few scientists today feel Snow's need to be protected from snooty literary intellectuals because science occupies a cultural position that can only be described as the locus of truth. And yet, in spite of spectacular advances in technology since 1959, snow's implacable faith that science would soon solve the world's problems proved misguided the fragmentation of knowledge is nothing new but it's safe to say that in the 21st century the chances of a genuine conversation among people in different disciplines has diminished rather than increased so you know that's kind of relevant with all the talk about English teaching and maths teachers commenting on how English is taught and English teachers perhaps commenting on how science or maths is taught etc etc so it's, it's that whole sort of and I think that's a great shame uh, it's just great essays it's got essays all about sort of um philosophy and and about art. well it tells you what the title but um I haven't read every page of it. there's a great one in and long essay in there called the delusions of Certainty, which um I think is something that annoys me on Twitter when people are a little too assertive mm-hmm. with their views um sometimes just to get likes uh and I think I think whilst science does try to get us to the truth and is a pretty effective tool in getting us to the truth, it sometimes takes a long time to get to the truth with with real science and when you're doing science. And and if you forget the arts and just invest in STEM and don't invest in languages and arts and training, all those other parts of the mind, you're not going to have creative learners. And I just find it fascinating. It's all part of my journey beyond being a scientist into being a teacher, a thinker, and a lover of art. Um, so, so that was a good present. There we go. Um, right, we are on time. What happens next? This is, this
2: is, this is a new what happens next? To be on time in our
1: uh, I know, I know. Planning, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do question of the week. Oh,
2: yeah. have, we, have we got answers on? This? did people yeah
1: so i did a survey we haven't, haven't mm-hmm. had many answers from from people online actually um i did see that rachel ross joined us but then i think she left us during the news well, that's um rude, isn't it? yeah yeah maybe sorry, Rose, Um, and sorry, i think a couple sorry, of other people yeah. joined and, and then and then left us during the news i did try and persuade to stay with a message but anyway <laughs> but, i um did the survey but and also i think of course you know if if you're a a practicing christian um and you celebrate christmas um then it you know putting the christ back into christmas um is 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 going you know church service or or whether it's midnight mass or family service or communion or whatever is probably going to be the most important part of your day and and then the kind of If you've got children, um, the kind of look on their faces when they're opening their presents is going to be a pretty, pretty important part of the day. But I wanted to try and get away from those sort of conventional things. So I did put a survey out and I have got these in my bookmarks. I've got the results. Um, And I suggested that there were sort of four best parts of Christmas days. And Of course, this is subject to opinion um, that you've got the kind of Christmas crackers, you know, the jokes and the hats which doesn't happen at any other time of year. Um, the carnage at the end of the feast, what I mean by that is, you know, the feast is pretty central to a day, Christmas day, but the bit at the end is the bit that I like. And, and the, you know, when, when, you know, the people who don't really like sitting down and chatting or don't really like drinking and just enjoy clearing up for some reason, they kind of get up and disperse and, and sort of go and start tidying and washing up. And then you're left with possibly people who don't really like each other very much, but they do like drinking and they do like talking rubbish. And so they just sit there with the port or the wine or the baby sham or whatever it is that's being drunk. And I um, just put the world to rights and, and just, you know, and, and, and moan about those people who aren't perhaps relaxing on Monday. I think that's quite an important part of the day. Then there's the calm reading by the fire. Um, which is just, you know, with this chaos—the sitting room or the living room or wherever—all the presents are opened, and there's children and grandparents and whatever. I'm just doing the stereotypical house thing here, um, which may or may not happen for lots of people. Um, but you know, there's, there's wrapping paper and plastic and unloved and loved presents, and there's your Darth Vader, and there's my practice camera, and um, and but you just grab a moment. With whatever book you've been gifted, or, or whatever, um, and you grab a moment with your whiskey or your port, and you just sit by the fire, or your or your coffee, or whatever, and and you sit by the fire and you just have a little nap, or you just extract yourself from that from the from the chaos and the mess, and and that was another suggestion. And then the final suggestion was a sort of the kind of games and charades, whether it's board games or charades or charades, as someone says it should be. Um, and uh, all that sort of stuff, the sort of family games and into the evening. So um, we can discuss those a bit, more, a bit further, but the results of the survey, which was not, I don't think, statistically valid 68 votes, despite my insistence and in retweeting and several other people retweeting it. I mean, that's disappointing Twitter. Um, 7% went for crackers, yeah. 24% went for charades. Right. 26% went for the carnage at the end of the feast. Yeah. And 43%, which is a statistically valid result, I think. It is a landslide. In the, calm, the a landslide. Place. Calm reading by the fire. So, yeah. what? What have you got any other parts of the what day? Do
2: you no, so, um, I'm, not, I, I, you know, I'm not a huge Christmas fan. I don't know if people have picked that up from me, but I, don't know if I <laughs> There's lots of reasons why uh, we shouldn't go into them. There was a year. Um, there was a year when I'd been out drinking. Where I think we'd uh, been in the pub until until they kicked us out of the pub on Christmas Eve, and then we went back to Andy's house. Andy being the son of the vicar. Um, and oh yes, it's not really relevant that he was the son of the vicar. What's more relevant is that he had. Oh, it might be because he's probably very badly so behaved. In... Anyway, I, I remember that going on late, and I remember getting back to bed. I don't know I mean like, like, I think charitably it may have been you know shall we say two-ish perhaps <laughs> and then I remember waking up with a shocking headache and, and, and a grave need for paracetamol and a pint of water uh, at something like 4:30 a.m I going downstairs in my pajama trousers I, I made up the pajama trousers they didn't exist they were pants but I'm just for the sake of the people on the radio I'm saying pajama trousers. <laughs> I was thinking, I'll just just get in two paracetamol and a pint of water and then go back to bed. But the the girls, this is Erin and Calypso, who are my nieces, who are now, um, well... That's good names. They're adults now. Yeah, they're they're great, great, great kids. At the time, they were about two or three, and they'd been told that they weren't to get up until until they knew that an adult was up.
1: Oh, torture. And, I remember that. I, the, I remember they having they that. I heard
2: me go down the stairs, and as I was sat there drinking my pint of four thirty. Sorry for myself in my pajama trousers. They appeared at the door, clutching their stockings, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and Uncle do, Ed, Ed in Three pam. hours of their company before anybody else got up. I think other people knew what was going on. I think other people thought Ed's got them.
1: We'll go back to bed.
2: <laughs> but i remember you know at the time i was like i'm very very cold i wish i knew how to tell these children to go back to bed in a language that they would understand i wish i you know. but actually i look back now all these years later i would say 25 years later it must be maybe no not quite 20 20 something i remember sitting in that dark kitchen in my uh, parents old house before, well, my parents are no longer with us so the, the house is a special memory and those two tiny children who believed in every little bit of the magic of Christmas. What a privilege that was. I really? And so that's my favourite bit. The dark. That's a nice story.
1: That's a nice story. Except for yeah. the pants. Um, sorry and sorry about the
2: pants. It was really yeah. cold. I remember well, well, it being really cold. But I also remember kind of not wanting to end because it was very special. Anyway, yeah, that bit early. You know, every parent complains, don't they, about it? The kids getting up early. Oh, I wish the kids would stay. In. I'll tell you what, this year, my
1: son will sleep until one. Yeah, I no. My, well, well, my 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 fake Christmas with my kids, yeah. which I've just had. Well, not fake Christmas. It was my real Christmas, but it was early. Um, Dad Christmas with me. Um, Christmas. Our Christmas Eve was Monday, and I went to bed at two.
2: Yeah,
1: and they, they're nineteen, seventeen, and fifteen. The um, fifteen. If Ollie, if when Ollie was the eldest at 15, they we certainly wouldn't have been up anywhere near till two. But you know, now Anna's 15, she's just dragged along into this, you know, nefarious world of Oliver's first year at uni. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. And so, what they got up to between two and four in the morning. I don't know, but they didn't go to bed till four. So I woke hmm. them up at one o'clock. Yeah, I woke them up at one o'clock and I said, right, it's Christmas day, everybody. And we're, we're in. so, yes, um, very <laughs> different. But we did, we, did our, we did our Christmas stockings before before we went to bed. So that's why we were up till two. I thought that was quite nice to do a sort of midnight Christmas Eve. Well, it's after um, midnight.
2: It's reasonable, isn't it? It's fair play.
1: Yeah, I thought that was quite, quite good and quite fun. Um, and so, yes, I think Christmas day is a hard day if you are running the show. It's a hard, hard day, particularly if you've got three or four, or two or two, three or four young children who are absolutely beyond themselves with excitement and joy, and then you've got an awkward in-law in your face who's just trying to help out. You know, it's, it's a tough day. I've never enjoyed it really as a as a parent. I enjoyed those moments when the children would, were happy and joyful, um, perhaps right at the start of the day, but but as the day progressed, it was tough. And I think I think Boxing Day is kind of relaxed. Day when everyone can just enjoy themselves afterwards mm. is, is kind of nicer. And, and and the anticipation before the idea of Christmas, much better than the reality, perhaps. Um, but 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 the but there you go. So um, and interesting that 43% of people out of 68 people, which is definitely, you know, that's 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 more valid than the Brexit result, um then is is um yeah, I think that's interesting that a lot of people don't really want to extract themselves from 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 the kind of chaos and just have a bit of peace and and actually the whole performance of it can be quite hard work but happy christmas everybody you know let's let's be positive <laughs> um and on on the happy christmas everybody um it's time ed to just take us out to the end of the show Oh, um and you know Yeah, we've got we've got it's technically got four minutes, minutes really. left, but we we can keep going till midnight if we want to, because there's no one on after us. Um so you know, we can have a lock in with, with our whiskey max and your ukulele. Um mm. but you probably want to go to bed to be honest, don't you? Even though really you're strange. not Yes. Right, so come on then. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna play? I
2: thought we'd do a bit of in the bleak, a couple of verses of
1: that. Yeah, a couple of verses in the bleak midwinter would be lovely. Love it.
2: Beautiful song. We have a little bit of that and then,
3: um... yes,
1: come on, let's do it. In
3: the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow, snow, snow on snow on snow in the bleak midwinter long ago our God heaven cannot hold him nor the earth sustain heaven and earth shall flee away When he comes to reign In the bleak midwinter A stable place sufficed The Lord God almighty Jesus Christ What can I give him? Poor as I am If I were a shepherd I would bring a lamb If I were a wise man I would do my part Yet what I can I give him I give
4: my heart. Oh, thank
1: you, Ed. Yes, I love that. It's my. This is such a melancholic carol, isn't it? It's So lovely. It's such a lovely tune. Such a lovely, lovely tune. And and I thank you also for singing. Yet what I can rather than can I because too many people flip those words at the end because they don't and, and it changes the meaning doesn't it so so um that's important um can we try are seven days of Christmas. We're gonna just do the seventh day. Can we try that? <laughs> we, can, we
2: can, we can, we can, I've lost we, the email. i have got to go back to it. Have you lost the email? Oh, can you uh, find, so it? I'm going to find it? Find It's gonna find it. It's fine. Uh, you just, uh, you know. So, so we. So we're gonna just take a way into this that isn't just embarrassing. Go on. How, so how so are we gonna get into this.
1: So you're gonna play the tune. Um, yeah, maybe shall shall I sing it badly then? Because then I know the words. On the.
3: Oh, no, seven, on the
1: seventh
3: this, day of Christmas, my true love said to me,
1: seven ukuleles, six whiskey macs, five, five Twitter, Twitter spats, four, four new, new followers, followers, three, three, lovely, three listeners. lovely listeners, and Toby and Ed on Teachers Talk Radio. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> it wasn't at all. but
2: um, It was amazing. And people uh, who are listening at home will notice that we started in at seven with seven ukuleles. We didn't really think that you guys would, uh, would cope with all 12. I wonder what 12 would be. We've got seven ukuleles, six whiskey max, five Twitter spats. And we've had some of them this week. My word. yeah, tight tired and punchy, aren't they? Yes. forty followers. Three lovely listeners. But we know that we've done better than three lovely listeners. So that was us. We have. We've, done, oh.
1: we've, we've, we've got 365 listeners online, um, but we've got, five here and well, when that includes both of us actually. is
2: that true <laughs> 365 on. no i am
1: make it making it up oh, okay. um <laughs> um and then and then um yes we have and then what's the other one three lovely listeners four new followers and um you and i that's two of us and we are teachers like talk radio
2: in the pear tree. Figuratively we are
1: ourselves. we are and i know with n- 12 retweets so, oh, there we go. Charlie's come up with 12 retweets. Oh, Charlie. Um, still we're going hand slightly hand over. over. We're going slightly over, but we'll, we'll just go over. Let's. What's, what could our 11 be? Um,
2: 11, um, I don't know. Vicious no, sub-tweets. I think... Subtweets.
1: <laughs> subtweets. Yes. Um... The block. We led, let's not make it all related to Twitter we'll come up with some yeah. others another time next year, if we're still going next year we'll do the full 12 yeah, sure. um, right oh, Ed, can you can you play us out with we wish you a Merry Christmas guys, we're going to be back in two weeks time we're going to be back in two weeks time we wish um, you
3: we- a Merry Christmas
2: we wish you a Merry Christmas we wish you a Merry Christmas
3: and a happy mm-hmm. new year yeah. tidings, tidings we bring, we bring. to you you
1: and and your king king. we wish wish you a a merry christmas Christmas and a happy new year Year. oh you thank you lovely people if you're listening to this back and thank you we'll be back in two weeks and this is the last show before christmas i think there's a couple of specials between christmas and new year and um probably on the 4th of january i think we're back or the 4th or 5th of january i can't remember um the next wednesday after christmas we'll probably talk about silly things that people do in january after christmas you know giving dry january and all that nonsense um is it a good thing is it a bad thing uh, i i think i know my answer um and um Maybe we'll talk about New Year's resolutions, and some of them will be related to teaching and uh, our plans for the year in the classroom and in our careers. Perhaps think about that because it is Teachers Talk Radio, everybody. We've been Ed Finch. Sorry, it's good night from him.
2: And it's good night from me.
1: Yes, that's it. Happy Christmas, everybody. Take care. My Thanks well. for listening.
2: Sleep well, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, my friend. Goodbye.